0: You're not giving me easy questions, man. I thought we are going to start with some casual conversations about, you know, uh, marketing and what, what B2B SaaS companies typically need. <laughs> nope, <does>. I'm <laughs> jumping
1: in. We're going for it.
0: <laughs> You're going for it.
1: <laughs> Hello, and welcome to episode four of B2B SaaS Marketing Snacks. Today, we are talking about why CMOs get fired faster than any other leadership role in the C-suite. And stein this is something that a lot of our clients tell us is one of the the things that they like about what we do um is that it it allows them to not have to make the mistake of hiring the wrong cmo um and wasting a lot of time and money uh putting the wrong person into place when they're just going to get swapped out after six months because they're maybe not the best fit for a small software company i mean we hear stories Often, where marketing leaders get hired and then they they get they churn themselves or they get churned <laughs> because they're not a good fit for the company um and specifically in small software companies and so I wanted to pose it to you um to see if you had any thoughts about why we think that is a common occurrence, and if you could maybe just talk a little bit more about some of the common things you see there and and why we think that's happening?
0: That's a great question. It's probably one of the main reasons I started um, this line of work and why we started Kalungi. CMOs indeed are under a lot of scrutiny um, and often (laughs) seen as the major source and sometimes the major problem um, when it comes to growing uh, technology companies. Uh, and, and that's why the tenure numbers are not great, right? CMOs get fired left and right. Uh, and that's tough because it also is very hard to find good CMOs for a small software company or for a fast growing software venture. So let's talk about what I think are the main reasons for this challenge. First of all, marketing is such a hard discipline to define. It means so many different things to many multiple people. Uh, for some people, marketing is all about demand gen. It just, it's just about lead generation. And if you don't drive the funnel, really nothing else really matters. Um, there are other leaders or board members or CEOs that think of marketing as much more, much earlier in the funnel. It's about brand awareness. It's about putting us on the map, right? Because we have such a great product. If people only would know about it, then everybody would buy it, right? And And people would love it and they would stay and they would tell others about it. Marketing is often sort of put somewhere on a spectrum between what I call art and science. And many people will have different thoughts on how much you are you know, supposed to be to one side of those two, right? And so when you hire a CMO, being super clear on whether you want someone who's more of a data driven marketer and drives, for example, growth marketing, or someone who's more an artist who can really get you that beautiful brand positioning and phenomenal artistic work and to make you stand out of the crowd and, and make your brand be so much yeah. more vivid and, and easy to understand for people. Because the artist that you hire, she really gets it and she's able to communicate that very effectively. Yeah. Uh, but she might not be as good in things like demand gen, right? So, expectation management is critical, right? Because marketing is such a diverse discipline. Think of the five Ps, for example, the five Ps that are often used to describe not even the complete marketing discipline, but maybe more, you know, product marketing, you know, positioning, you know, pricing. Where do you go to market, right? place. How do you go to market in certain markets? What are the campaigns you run? What is the sort of go to market strategy? people, right? Who? What's the audience that you're catering to? Who are the the personas? Um, what's your ideal customer profile? Um, and then promotion, right? And that's the P and the five Ps. It's more about the demand gen side, right? How do you actually then drive sort of the funnel? And these five Ps, of course, in themselves are very diverse. So hiring a CMO who's strong in all of those is going to be challenging. And if any of those is not in great shape, the CMO is often, um, the first to um, sort of be pointed at. And for good reasons, of course, the CMO is responsible for all these areas of, of marketing. But it also means that it's extremely hard for a CMO in an early stage uh, company or a fast growing SaaS business um, to be you know, successful in in all the aspects that people expect her or him to be successful in, right? A great logo, demand phenomenal influencer relationships, hire, you know, young interns that are not too expensive, that can really scale up quickly, figuring out how to run an event for the first time with an audience that you haven't really got to know yet because you're such a young company. Um, how you define PR versus influencer marketing because that has all changed so much right um, are you focused on product product marketing product hacking uh, growth hacking or or more on content marketing both are great ways to drive long term scale right? but they're very different and I've seen such a mish- mismatch with certain you know, candidates CMOs really good marketers who came into a company with a great content marketing track record but the company was looking for more for a product marketer or the other way around, right? You have a phenomenal product manager who's now ready to scale up into a VP of marketing role, but he or she has never done content marketing and that's then something that could become an issue. Uh, So so that was the first area I think of challenge why CMOs uh, have a hard time um, being successful in smaller or fast growing software companies and and why tenure numbers are not great. Um, The other one, I think it's about how do you strike the right balance when you are leading a marketing function between short-term impact and long-term scalable growth, right? It's a very hard, um, hard balance to strike. You are expected when you start as a marketer to, to have some quick wins, to, to solve the on-page SEO issues, to immediately resolve friction issues in the funnel, to start doing conversion optimization to understand where the traffic on the website is coming from and make sure you optimize for those channels that that are performing well. You're also expected to drive long-term growth through, for example, SEO optimization through content, strategic content, thought leadership, things that take time to build, right? Where you have to understand, you know, what is my audience really looking for? Who's it for? What's it for? And then building high quality content also doesn't you know, happen overnight, doing actual research, to build something net new, to be a publisher of of interesting net new insights. Uh, that takes time. Um, if you want to build a great product because you build product marketing to, to, to incorporate what you learn for your customers into your product and use that to improve your, your product marketing uh, fit with your customers. That takes time. That's not something you do in a couple of weeks. So as a, as a manager of the marketing function, as a CMO, striking that balance between having something to show for in on the next board meeting, right? A funnel that is growing, team members that you've hired, uh, improved search ranking results um, in Google search. Balancing that with thinking about price strategy and 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 getting ready to launch your first big maybe customer event, right, for the first time. Which take which takes months to plan. You know, figuring out how you actually go do um, a, a great nurture campaign and, and driving, you know, retention of your customers and and upsell and cross sell, but also, which also requires you to really get intimate with those customers, understand what they experience. You need to do many interviews. You need to maybe do a customer advisory board. Those things take time. So how do you balance that sort of short-term focus and and long-term focus? And especially because the marketing work that you do is so visible, you cannot really cut corners when it comes to quality, right? The quality buck stops with the CMO. If there's a spelling mistake in a press release, or if there's a, an error, a mistake with a database, which which maybe you know, means you're not GDPR compliant and it gets, it gets you into potential legal trouble. Those things are not um, excusable for a CMO. So you need to do everything at top, top quality. Whereas when you're in sales or when you're in IT or when you're in finance, a lot of those things, when things are not done perfect, they're not as visible. They're still extremely important, right? Don't get me wrong. But when a CMO doesn't do a top quality job it is immediately visible by the whole organization by many stakeholders board members etc and especially the, the public right your customers. So that is that is important right and so striking that balance short versus long term doing that in a high quality way and managing expectations as to you know the the breadth of the marketing function and what people should expect from a CMO in the first couple of months in the first year and manage those expectations and, and do a good job reporting on you know progress, it's hard. And that's, I think, why CMOs have such a hard time succeeding in their first role uh, with a software company, small or big, actually. But especially when a company is still growing really fast and things have to change quick, um, you know, balancing that need for speed and, and being able to scale uh, with top quality is, is just very, very hard.
1: And it's probably really different too when you're going from a a larger company to a smaller company. Like in the instance of a smaller software company where you're really building a lot of the foundation, it requires a lot of moving quickly, iterating quickly, testing, trying to understand which channels work best for you. Whereas I think a lot of larger companies, they really have a good understanding of what channels work. And a lot of it is about optimizing those channels and figuring out how to tweak them to get the most from them as opposed to uh here's a blank slate now go build you know build pieces for each of these channels figure out which ones perform which ones to to shut off which ones to ramp up and do it all with a lot of like you said a lot of quality i think those are two very different things um so i'd imagine that that definitely plays into it as well.
0: Yeah, that that's sort of uh Mike, why I think the the average CMO um yeah you know, has a little bit of a harder time than maybe other um executive suite roles in in these smaller software companies or companies that grow fast. Great question. Uh, and this is one of the reasons we built Kalungi, right? To help CMOs with some of these uh challenges by you know building playbooks that have proven to be successful recipes for uh, execution, um, very focused on, on B2B SaaS companies, right? So that you don't have to spend time you know, just figuring it out. Uh, you can sort of start with a, with a, with a playbook, and, and then you can just focus on high quality execution and not trying to understand you know, what players you could even run. I hope that helps.